G'day guys, welcome back to Stat Chat Sports. You're here with myself, Josh, and Tazza. Just the two of us. Again, this is the dream team. We've been saying it for a while now. We we don't really need the other blokes, do we? No, we dominate by ourselves. So I don't really feel the need for two others. They're extras. They're they're good, but they're not quite as good as us. So look, yeah, it's we just just kept trucking on. Yeah, we keep getting it done. BT and the two, Steve, still with an interrupted preseason, but he'll be joining us before round one. Don't you worry about that. Today, we're talking about our seventh-ranked team. We're talking Carlton. We think Carlton's going to make the eight. I think they're a natural team, Taz, to see some progression out of after their terrific season last year, which unfortunately saw them one point short. So this team has all the makings. It, it, it's a great team. It just they've got pieces in every position. I feel they've got depth. the the yeah and depth as well. I mean, I'm looking at the best twenty two, and I'm seeing good players being left out, sort of everywhere. Um, I mean, this best twenty two I have in front of me. It, it's yes, it's up to you know subject to change and whatnot, but. I'm seeing a lot of guys on the bench. I'm seeing a lot of guys in emergencies that would find uh, places at clubs anywhere else. Um, I mean, Tom DeConning, where does he fit? Who knows? I mean, he could be left out. He could be in. Who knows? But it's a deep squad. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this team. I actually had Carlton finishing top four, and I wasn't the only stat check member to have that. So we're a little bit, uh, I guess divided as to how well we think Carlton will go this year. But I've got big wraps on them. I think their depth is terrific. I think their best 22, as you said, is outstanding. They've got all Australian calibre players all over the park. And they've got good young players coming through as well. So, I mean, I mean, just looking at it, Tazza, the best thing that happened to this team last off-season is that nothing happened. We're virtually looking at the exact same best 22 no major losses to the team. Um, they brought in a couple of nice little pieces, Blake Akers and Ollie Hollands, which I will touch on a little bit later, but I think there's some really nice targeted pieces uh, for an area that has been a weakness for the Blues, which is the wing position. But just stability for this club is exactly what they need. And I, I think it's been a really good off-season for the Blues. Yeah, stability in the guts, definitely. I mean, they had sort of a rolling cast uh, through their due to injuries and, and different different bits. But yeah, Blake Akers was he was a AA wingman. If you're looking at the start, the the first half of the year last year, and you're getting an all Australian pick. quality wingman. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a, a steal for them, and it, it it yeah, like you said, it fills a need. So they've got to be stoked with that, and it's it's. These guys were so close to, to making the finals, like we said. Um, they ran out of steam. It was it was a hallmark of their game that they just couldn't run out some games, and it just happened to be that this was the the, the round twenty three last year was one of them as well, and they they met the uh, the fairy tale in Collingwood. But oh, I think there are much they would have learned from that. That would have hurt. That really would have oh, yeah. hurt. That would have stung. They're gonna learn. Um, my my worry for this team is injuries have plagued this team. Yeah, and it, it's we'll, we'll go into it. We'll, we'll get to the off season storyline. I'll, I'll start off here, but we're they're already under a bit of an injury crisis, and we haven't even played a game of footy. 
It's not good, Tazza. Um, Sammy Walsh, the big one. So, I mean, he's an Australian player. He's a terrific midfielder for this team. He's a crucial part of the lineup. Injury interrupted preseason uh, yet again. So a back injury. He probably won't play the first month. That's disappointing. Um, Zach Williams. My goodness me, this guy is just snake bitten. So um, knee injury out for the year. You'd have to say his Carlton career done. He's had virtually no impact with the team and um, came across on a big money deal, as you'd know, and just. Bitcoin hasn't, yeah. hasn't had the chance to deliver on that, whether it's been form, whether it's been injury. Really disappointing for Blues fans. He's out. Uh, Sam Philp as well. He's out for the year, so he won't get a chance to try and crack into the 22. And looking at depth pieces as well. So I love the depth of this squad, but uh, Jordan Boyd, Matt Cottrell, depth pieces, uh, they're injured at the moment. Pitnet interrupted preseason. So he's the starting ruck you would think, over Tom DeConning. But he he hasn't been able to string games together, full season together for a while now, and, and he's underdone. Uh, Jack Martin's underdone. Caleb Marchbank's missing time. This, mm. There's problems all across the board, Tazer, and I don't like it. No, and, and that's like, it, it's their strength. It's their strength and depth. And that's, I mean, I, I can look and say, oh, I had a mate. I can say, yeah, well, they've got no depth, but it's there. It's just not there at the moment. So it's a frustrating one for them, I think. Um, they'll obviously get those pieces back. And guys like Walsh, um, they would love, I'm, I'm sure they'd love Williams. But, I mean, do they even really know what he brings to the team? Because I'm not sure he's even been there long enough to, to find himself a, a, you know, a genuine role in that team. I but, think the problem... I mean, Sam Walsh. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, but I think the problem with Williams is he was shaping up as that halfback role, I think, this year, which would have freed up Doherty. And that that injury, I think, mm. just forces Doc into halfback, which, I mean, he's a he's an all-Australian caliber player when he's playing at halfback. But if they had got him into the midfield, I think that just adds another dynamic and it would have made them a little bit more dangerous this year. So it does hurt them. Yeah, Doherty is a huge player. And, I mean, we saw it to the back end of... Um of last season, just what he can do in the midfield. Um, getting away from the injuries, we need to look at what what optimism or what do fans have to look at for this team? What's going to make them optimistic about season 2023? We touched on Adelaide. Would have been a couple of weeks ago now. If you haven't watched that preview, go and check it out. And, and Tazra, I think you made the call that Adelaide has one of the best forward lines in the competition. I'll tell you right now, Carlton, on paper, have the best forward line in the competition. I love this lineup. You've got two Coleman medalists. You've got Kerno, you've got Harry Mackay. You've got some terrific small forwards. Jesse Motlop, breakout candidate. Might touch on it a little bit later in this episode. Corey Durden mm-hmm. is a really underrated player. I think that he is a terrific small forward. Good chemistry as well in the preseason games as well between those guys. So I think this forward line is absolutely terrific. And and here's a stat for you, because we are we are stat chat, of course, and we do like to throw out some obscure stats. This team, out of every team in the competition, across their list, has the least goals scored. So if you tally up the goals that every player on the list has scored for their entire career, 
Carlton ranks last, dead last in the competition. Can you believe that? They've got two Coleman medalists in their lineup, and they're the least scoring team in the entire AFL. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's a shock. How? Yeah, how do you have two? I mean, I suppose they're like newly minted Coleman medalists. They're they're at the the beginning of their careers. Oh, beginning, middle. You know, they're they're not elder statesmen, so they they're not they haven't been banging in five hundred goals, I suppose. But yeah, did that that forward line? You, you're betting on growth. I think to call them the best forward line, you're you're betting on them all fulfilling their potential this year. I oh. get that they're great down the spine, and I think they're decent in the smalls. But I'm not sure if they're if they're the best. All right. Well, let me let me rephrase it. By the end of the season, this will be the best forward line in the competition. I mean, Zach Fisher. Zach Fisher, I think, is going to have a terrific season. He's nailing that high high half forward role. Jack Martin. He is a very good high half forward. This is a this is a extremely talented forward line. Massive reason for optimism for the Blues fans. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the Jack Martin needs to step it up, I think. With he, he fades in and fades out a little bit. Are you not sold on That's this? Another one. You're not sold on the Blues forward line. I'm not sold on it. They're, oh no. Turno Mackay. I obviously they're two genuine guns. They're they're perfect. They're, they're, that's exactly what you want down the guts. But I rate Zach Fisher, but I need to see more from Durden, Motlop, Martin, I think. No. I think Motlop can be. That guy, I, I like Durden, but I just don't think I think you're off the mark nah. with, the, with the forward call. End of this end of this year, best forward line in the competition. Blues fans in the comments below, let us know. I want to I hear mean, from you. I mean, that's all. That's also a product. If we're going to measure it on goals, you've got that midfield putting it to them. They're probably going to kick a lot of goals. I think if you put Adelaide's forward line in front of that midfield, they're kicking a lot more goals. Tell me, tell me who's proven out of Adelaide's forward line. Are we, are we, are we doing this? Are we debating right now? Are we hijacking this season preview? <laughs> well, uh, maybe not. But tell her you're taking Phil Thorpe, Tex Walker, Darcy Fogarty, and Rankin over this mix. I think the smalls are a lot better. Uh, I, think, I think the smalls are better. I'd love a debate. Let's get some Adelaide fans. Let's get some Carlton fans in the comments <laughs> below. Best forward line. Get I like it. for this. I can just say uh, it. <laughs> You can't trash a team <laughs> on their preview, mate. Come on, you're better. Yeah, than I know, I know. All right, let, let, let's move on from that. Otherwise, we're just going to get too sidetracked. Um, look, th- there's a lot of gun players in this in this team, but if you had to pick one to make the All-Australian team, where are you going? Now, traditionally here at StatChat, we make bold calls. We roast each other for picking really easy, straight-down-the-line calls. So, I mean, you're asking me an All-Australian chance, I mean, Paddy Cripps, come on. I mean, I mean, it's a it's an easy decision. I mean, I, I could go Kerno, I could That's go the low hanging fruit. I could go any number of ways. I'm going with a guy that hasn't had an All Australian before, and God damn it, he should have had one by now. Tazza, here's a stat for you: in the last three years, two players in the competition have made the All Australian squad of forty three times. So the last three years, every year they've made the All Australian forty. And they've never made the All Australian squad. Humor Cluggage, we know how they hate wingmen in the All Australian team. Oh yeah. And yeah. Jacob Weedering, three times he's made the forty, three times he's missed out. 
He's been robbed, particularly in 2021. But I think this year, Jacob Wiedering will be the All-Australian fullback. He deserves it. He's got the runs on the board. Carlton is going to be right up the top end of the ladder. They're going to be scoring a lot. They're not going to be scored as much against. And this man just locks people down. Like, he just, he's a great one-on-one defender. And, yeah, look, I can't, I can't see, I can't see another option uh, aside from the low-hanging fruit that that presents better than Jacob Wiedering. He's he's been elite or he's been above average for marks, disposals, and spoils for the last three years. He, he's he's done his time. He deserves it. Yeah, I like the pick. I think he's been. I wouldn't say let. You shouldn't be judged too much on on, on a team's results and 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 what the rest of the defense is doing. But I think defensive injury crisis is probably in the last couple of years have really made him probably be too accountable for the rest of what's going on in defense. And maybe that's diminished what he's been able to do. Don't get me wrong. I think he's been a gun, but I think he's probably had to do too much or he'd take on too much as part of that, uh, as part of the losing the personnel uh, over time. But yeah, I, absolutely. I think, I think that's a good pick. I think he, he is a star. I think you can argue that he's not as, attacking he's not as offensive as some of the other sexier key defenders in the competition which mm-hmm. is really no nonsense he is that's right and, and that's why i like him but that's why he hasn't been picked but i, I think we'll, we'll talk about some of the other key defenders as well in this in this lineup but i think yeah there might be a might be a bit of scope for him to be taking a few more intercepts and and getting a bit more involved i just think he's going to be in for a really good year and and the body of work speaks for itself yeah, absolutely. No, I like the pick. Um, moving on, we also like to, to to gauge a player that might take it to the next step, take it to the next level and just cement themselves either as a bona fide genuine star in the squad or even in the competition. Look, breakout player, this was this this was and this is tough for me because I've got a player written down on the run sheet. I half want to change my mind. I half want to talk about Jesse Motlop because I think he is going to have a breakout year. I think he's going to have a terrific year as a small forward. We've already spoken about the Carlton forward line. I think it just presents so many opportunities. And and Motlop, I'm pretty sure he's in his second, coming into his second year. Um, yeah, he's got a real opportunity to yeah, kick 25 plus goals, 30 goals for the year as a small forward and do some damage. But I want to go with a guy. And as we like to say, he's on the wrong side of 25. And it's hard to have a breakout year when you're in the latter stages of your career. But Mitch McGovern, the potential has always been there with Gov. Uh, came across from Adelaide as a bit of a key forward. He didn't work as a key forward. He played seven games last year pretty much as an intercepting defender. But injuries just ruined his whole season. This year, it's year number five, it's Carlton. You could argue he's under the pump, but I don't think he's under the pump. Yeah. I think he's going to break out. I think that he's going to have a truckload of ball. I think he's going to be intercepting everything. I think he's ahead of the sheer weight of key defenders that Carlton has on their list now in Plough and Marchback Durden. I think he's going to break out, Tazza. I wish BT was here because I know he'd roast you for this. He's under the pump. That's not a breakout. 
No, I think, he, I think he's breaking out. You can't break out. out at 29. You absolutely can. I think Mitch McGovern, <sighs> the amount of intercept marks he's going to be getting, he's going to be loose. You know, you've got Young and Weedering down there. McGovern's off the chain. McGovern's going to be just floating back in the hole, doing what his brother does at the Eagles. I mean, for me, this is a breakout waiting to happen, and I can't wait to see it happen. Okay, yeah. Look, I, I guess... If that Carlton, no, go on. If you want to uh, roast me, roast me. Come on, tell me what you're reading. <laughs> no, I say BT, BT's better at it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I just, I don't know how you can have a breakout at 29. That's that's all I'm going to say about it. But you're you're about to it's, see it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Look, I, I don't think he's a bad player. Don't get me wrong. Um, and yeah, if he could, he could definitely slot into a uh, into a fully fit uh, Carlton backline. I think they have they have trialed him, um, in that uh, a little bit. And he played, he played it a bit has last worked, year. So he played yeah, it last year, just exactly. injured. So I think with a good run at it this year, um, yeah, don't don't discount the guff. I think the role is there for him, man. The role is. I'm there. not discounting him. I'm not discounting. Him. I just think you've you've just put him in the wrong category. I feel like you've had a bit of a a brain fart and you just type the wrong name and now you're just trying to cover for it. No, no, <laughs> honestly, honestly, Mitch McGovern, I've got him as a breakout. He certainly is under the pump because he does need a big year and I'm pretty sure he's out of contract. He, he could fit both. He could fit both. And I just think he's going to go one way. Okay. Well, anyway, we've discussed under the pump. Uh, where are you going with that? I'm quite intrigued about this. So again, I, this is all going to make sense now because I actually tossed between these two guys between a breakout and under the pump. You could argue both these guys are under the pump. Both these guys could break out, but I don't think, I actually don't think Lockie, Lockie O'Brien is going to break out. I think he's under the pump. Uh, the 24-year-old, he's a former top 10 pick in 2017, would you believe it? He's now rookie listed on the club. So he was delisted, brought back as a rookie he had a really good season last year, played 19 games, played that wing role, career high in disposals, uh, career highs across the board. So really was playing that wing role. But as we mentioned earlier in the video, Carlton has identified the wing as a position of need. They brought in Blake Akers, he's best 22. They brought in Ollie Hollands. He's got a light frame, but he's looked pretty good in the preseason so far. And I wouldn't be surprised he if he does play some early footy. With that being said, Lockie O'Brien is training the goddamn house down. This man is an absolute machine at the moment. He's burning up the track. Um, really impressing. Really impressing right now. So he he should he should be playing round one. He looked pretty good in the first preseason game against the Pies as well. So I say he's under the pump. He needs to continue this preseason form. He could certainly break out. He could establish himself on that wing. But I don't think he's going to. I, I think he's really under the pump. And if he gets overtaken by Ollie Hollands by the back end of this year, he's 24 years old. He's on a rookie list. Very easy for him to get cut. So Lockie O'Brien in need of a big year in 2023. I like that pick. Yeah, if you're on a rookie list and you're, he's just the right side of 25, so he's got that going for him. <laughs> But he, yeah, if he doesn't deliver, they've they've clearly got someone waiting in the <clears throat> waiting in the wings in Ollie Hollands. That 
I mean, pick 11. They haven't drafted him for just to fill a spot. This, the, the, this guy is there to meet a need. And he's, he's the guy. Got, what, he's their guy. Yeah, five years on him. Is he, he's the guy that they want in the future. So if he, he's going to have to have, uh, sorry, Lockie O'Brien is going to have to have an exceptional season, I think, to, to really cement that spot. Otherwise, if, yeah, if Holland shows any glimmer of hope or any glimmer that he could fill that spot, they'll chuck him in the gut. They'll chuck him, sorry, on the wing because they'll, they'll give him the time, they'll give him the exposure because I think that there's more than enough pieces in that team. You can afford to have a young guy in that team and really learn the craft alongside. So, yeah, no, good, good pick. I think Lucky O'Brien needs a big one this year. And to be clear, he can do it. Like his form in the preseason can. has been really good. So certainly a chance he establishes himself. But I, I think he knows this is it for him this year. This is the year that it's all got to come together. So Carlton fans will be watching that one with interest, Tazza. But really, this is a team to be interested in. This is a team that is on the way up. I think definitely consensus is it's finals for Carlton. Optimistically, I, I think this is a team that can really push the top four. And Carlton fans, if you're of that mindset as well, let us know in the comments below. Are you excited about this year? Is, is 2023 the year for the Blues? Can you smell what the Blues are cooking <laughs> after all this time? What was that, 15 years ago? I don't know. But Tazza, I think it's just about time. They're, they're, they're right on the precipice. Yeah, absolutely. I they've they've got to be close. I mean, this is this is the best. They're, they've only added good pieces to this team. They were they, they played great football last year. They were they were so close. I mean, yeah. they should have had it. It was right there. I think they needed what was it one a win in their last four. I yeah. mean, unbelievable. And, and essentially, they they unbelievable unbelievably choked it. It was unreal, but. They will get there this year. They'll be playing finals. There's no doubt about that for me. It's just where where they figure come the season's end. Get excited, Blues fans. Let us know in the comments what your thoughts are on this team as we're heading into 2023. AFL season preview videos coming out every two days in the lead up to the season. We've got six more to go. Stay tuned. Two days' time. We'll be back at you with another AFL season preview. See you then. <laughs>